to spoil your appetite, Dean. We're about to have some lobster bisque and Indian pudding that doesn't stop. Why do you always have to spoil everything? your boy Jay Rich Spider Tribble trying to work things out with your mom and your dad because you know we have this weird relationship I'm here with a wonderful set of folks here they are Kristen Clark Stoner Tribble Sean McLoon aka Spastic Tribble and we're here for another episode of Spoiled Tribbles. Today's subject is the live action. I, should we call it a remake? I don't know. Like it's I just like it's adaptation. Thing. The live action adaptation of Beauty and the Beast, uh, starring um, Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. Emma Watson. Uh, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Who else? Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Emma Thompson. Uh-huh. It was a huge cast. Like yeah. I didn't realize. Tucci, yeah, where yeah. Did you come from? <laughs> like the lineup, it's weird because they don't really advertise who all the people are. They didn't online. They didn't advertise who, it who's who. Wow. So when we get the spoilers, I think I have a theory behind that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so let's just get it all around real quick. What you thought of the film? I think they did a really great job with it. Although I do think that there were certain things I feel like I missed from the original that they might have added into this one. Uh, I liked it more than I expected to. I don't know. Actually, after seeing The Jungle Book, I have very high expectations of what Disney is going to do with this whole live action um, live action adaptations. And Beauty and the Beast at least met my expectations, if not exceeded them. Right. I was pleasantly surprised. I was, I don't want to say I was concerned. I didn't know the direction they would take with it because with Maleficent, they told the story of Beauty and the Beast. I mean, told the story of Sleeping Beauty, but it was from Maleficent's point of view. I didn't know if they were going to do Beauty and the Beast or whatever from Gaston's point of view or something like something or Beast's point of view or something like that. So I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but. At the end, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. With Maleficent, that was like more about like Angelina Jolie like didn't want to be the bad guy like and like the story like wanted to like make her like okay. they changed it up like well, you said you don't know what the go direction. Into this whole female empowerment thing that Disney is doing now, where the princess does not have to rely on the prince anymore, and I was actually kind of okay. Well, we won't get into the spoiler I part of this per- yet. I thought Belle, keeping it spoiler free, yeah. I thought that Emma Watson's character. Bell does the female empowerment very well. Oh, um, no, she looked the part, she acted the part, that was great. But I said Disney has been on this track of female empowerment where they don't want the princess to be the damsel in distress anymore and have to have the Prince Charming save the day. This was portrayed much better in Beauty and the Beast than it was Maleficent. Maleficent kind of mixed, you know, uh, missed, it was a swing and a miss with Maleficent in my opinion, but... In this one, the kind of... I, I, I'm going to say, I actually like this more than I liked Maleficent. I did, too. Um, the, I was worried about the special effects, especially when it came to Beast. I mean, we know it's CG, and but it was comforting. Like, it, I don't know. Like, I, it wasn't like... I didn't feel like I was being slapped in the face with too much CG, even though most of it was CG. Um... I just didn't feel that way. I didn't feel like they were pushing the CG ticket 
too hard. Um, and uh, maybe it's because they improved on the quality so that some of the textures look more natural and realistic so that it doesn't have that feel. And then people who were CG or, or the characters didn't act so out of place that it felt fake. I think that goes back to, like, I was talking about the Jungle Book. Ever since the Jungle Book came out and the news that the whole thing was shot in the, you know, the warehouse in London, in or I mean in L.A., uh, yeah, it, and you watch it and there's no, like, people, like, don't believe that when you tell them that this is all shot in a warehouse. They're applying that to all of these adaptations, basically, and same goes for Beauty and the Beast. It does not, it is pretty much all CG. It's literally watching, and the, this is the new version of, Animation instead of growing up, like kids today will be growing up with these as their Disney films, not the which what we grew up with, you know, the original version of Beauty and the Beast or the other, you know, a- Disney animated features. Instead, this is going to be their. I do that, that, that's what I was feeling. I do feel compelled to go back and watch the old one. Definitely, though, though. definitely. So after did. watching this one, I felt. Like I have to go back, and I have it on Blu-ray. So I'm, and I'm a big Disney guy. So going back, there were certain things I was like, I don't remember that being in there, but like, I wasn't bothered by it. I just want to go back and see how close, like, because it felt so close to the original material. I mean, right like down, down to, to the, the dialogue. Dialogue, the dialogue was like almost spot on. Well, you got seem to know a bit more about this real quick. Uh, just curiosity from the. Did they seem to upgrade? We talked about the feminism aspect of it. Did they seem to update the storyline much? It's been a long time since I've seen the original Beauty Honestly, and the Beast. Honestly, no. That was the one thing that I had to give um, Beauty and Beast as a story. Belle was never really the helpless one, and she was always the like the nerdy outcast. Like that was like her gimmick. Like, I mean, before we we'll get into that more and the spoil that end of it. But like, like if you like Beauty and the Beast, you're gonna love this movie. Like, if you're, like, she, like you said, she was on the quote unquote like non damselly helpless princess characters in the original Disney. series right exactly she was never like she always had a, just enough of that hero in her that she wasn't like oh prince has got to come save me and do all that it didn't it didn't happen that way even in the original right i mean snow white sleeping beauty almost any of them that you look at were that type of character but that was that was before the the turning of age in disney where they started, there was a there was a whole. We we talked about this before we started recording. That you brought up the the marketing thing. That was an actual move that they made because Disney at one point was failing in movies. They were creating all these characters, character movies that no one ca- cared about, and they were flops. Rescue uh, Rescuers Down Under, all these all these other like animal story, the Aristocrats, Aristocrats, and like all these other like different Disney films, like even like. That just did not do well, and then they made this big, like, kind of like company reboot of like this formula where they were gonna be like, here's a female character, here's a sidekick animal, here's a male character, here's these set set tropes that we know is gonna be our new gimmick, and then that's where you get Little Mermaid from, that's where you get you know uh, Aladdin from, that's where you get uh, you know Beauty and the Beast, that era. 
that like 80s 90s era of Disney it animation right when it rolled over to that yeah. new that new system and now they have a new era that they're pushing which is the girl power movement yeah, which we started off which which started <laughs> so off which started off with like stuff like like you know like that whole during brave era and right, all brave, that stuff which won and, and, because and, of that right yeah. and Moana which Frozen, I think is fantastic Frozen should have won but because of not because of that for other reasons but brave only won because at the time in the message that it was sent this is but. this was the era of let's let's take away the the prince charming of yes. the story i mean brave was all about that jumping back to the marketing switch um before the podcast we were talking about that uh as it, growing up in the late 80s early 90s um Disney really did not have a grasp, you know, nowadays they're known for Marvel and stuff like that, but Disney really didn't have a grasp on the the young male demographic. They had, they dominated the female demographic and families and stuff like that. Well, they did to a degree, because Aladdin was a nice blend that, you know, in that generation that guys and girls could both identify with characters. Then you had Tarzan. Then you had also Lion King. You know, Lion the, King, the, that, exactly. Like, that, that wave was the second wave for like the. But even for the Beauty young and the boys. Beast was like even Beauty and the Beast was fed to me as a child, girl as or boy, the, because it was that was the family felt like those were the Disney animations that I grew up with. So right. like now watching these like more quote unquote female empowered live adaptations, I don't feel like males are being uh, like demonized though in any way. Like I don't think that. Well, they have. They've. 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 They've balanced they're, it. They're really a little, well. they're a little more woke at this point. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like before we, they had to fumble through. See, I feel like Brave was an example of them fumbling through mm-hmm. the girl power thing because they didn't know where Get to. Away, guy. Right. They yeah. didn't have the uh, true understanding. And then as the movies went on, they got better and better. So that now with stuff like Moana, it was like girl power without having to stamp that on every scene and then now like same thing with even this adaptation they made sure to follow that same flow to keep that that wave going even when it comes to her falling in love or whatever everything about Belle's actions reactions it feels natural it's her decision it's her it, choice it's her choice nobody it always was but it was her. it was it an original was movie in the original choice. movie yeah. it was the same way I mean he couldn't force her to fall in love with him I mean they kept the spell the, wouldn't have worked right, but all they of the characters Gast, like Gaston or if I'm not pronouncing that right um, I mean Gaston the, his, was her father but he was just as chauvinistic right. in the animated one as he was in yeah, yeah no no, no like <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you know what? Alright, what are we gonna give it out of five tribbles? We're gonna we're gonna start with you. You know how many four tribbles. Four tribbles? I'm gonna go three point five out of five. <laughs> I'm gonna go there's a half a triple in there. I'm gonna go with four. I'm gonna go with four out of five tribbles. Um so you can tell that, you know, it's it's a solid movie. It's coming out soon. Not, not soon, a couple soon. weeks. It's gorgeous. Um, visually, oh, oh my gosh. Be um, our guest is the hottest. Yo, I mean, oh my if, gosh. If you are excited about that song, go see it just for that. Just for that. Yeah. Um, now, now that we've given you our ideas on the spoiler-free aspect of our uh, of the reviews, now it's time to get extra nerdy and talk all about all the details. So. Thank you. Three, two, one. Spoiler time. All right. <laughs> well, let's let's get some spoiler thoughts here. 
so that humongous cast that we talked about in the beginning, the reason why they don't mention it is because it's not more than 30 seconds of screen time. I mean, yeah, voice acting-wise, sure, but it's also still very spread apart. We don't realize Ian McC- I mean, you recognize I, their I voices. I, I, I recognize the voices. Stanley Tucci, Ian McCann, all of those, Emma Thompson, they all came out, like, at the very end for what was clearly done in a day. Like, real quick, we need this shot. It's like, they're not even together. Like, they're like, here's did one you, actor, here's another actor. Did you hear they sang Angela Lansbury? Didn't like it? That doesn't surprise me, but... but I mean, like, she didn't yeah. think they should have done it. Like, she had calmed down and saying they should have left the animator alone and not not messed with it. Which, Congress, I didn't hear any other details other than that, unfortunately. Did but Saving Mr. Banks it. get similar feedback? Yeah. Uh, Emma Thompson stars in, like, a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. negative feedback about that's why it shouldn't maybe, be. Maybe that's, like, maybe that's the curse. I wouldn't really say she's starring <laughs> but, like, that's but not. The teacup was my character. <laughs> like, the pot. She's oh, the teapot. Teapot. Yeah. teapot. Well, I knew she wasn't the boy. Like, Chip, like, I get that, but cup, pot, same thing. It's not. All right, thank you, Stern Tribble, for uh, telling me between pot and cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she, if, if anyone to know the difference between pot and cup would be Stoner Tribble. There, there you go. Um, I, I really, I was surprised that they kind of went almost beat for beat, dialogue for dialogue, scene for scene. Even the, even the way that her house looked was almost like dead on to the animation like I mean like I look for like the, the wood the wood that went too. across the top of the, of the house and stuff like that like yeah the costuming was like the red cape and that yeah outside and they even the did it the wolf scene where he fought off the wolves was exact to the animation like it, it was uncanny I kind of wanted I know this would take me like forever and a day, but I kind of want to make a film with a split screen of both the animated version and that version just to see how accurate it is. Because I want to check the, I have to check the timestamp for both movies to see if it's like, if they, if it's like almost the same, almost close to, maybe a few minutes off from the same I mean, runtime. We talking about it earlier, though, like where we said they did take some liberty. I'm pretty sure adding just a few things in there that were not in the act because I'm like yeah, yeah. I do not remember that little thing happening uh, one thing I noticed was like in the original one LeFou was more of an admirer and a fanboy of Gaston but in this he seemed like he was in love with Gaston and then at the end they had him like meet a guy that's and Disney trying to like hit all right. quadrants right right like, that's it, Disney I was just like wait a second I don't remember that but Disney trying right, to market like, properly uh Josh Gad does steal the show a little bit as LeFou yeah. or screen uh, anytime he's on screen he's the more enjoyable. He's the best He's, part about right. that. I was I was curious on how Gaston would look. And like Luke was, Evans. Luke Evans. <laughs> I was like, really? And then like when I saw him, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Believable. Like it took like all of two seconds. Like and then I loved I loved everyone's performance. Because everyone either sounded or had like their own modern spin on the songs. Because almost everybody mimicked the voice acting techniques of the previous voice actors from the animated series. Or from the animated movie. It was close. Very, it, it very, was like, very, very like, close. I mean, like, it really was. When you go back and watch it, you're like, wow. Like, every, like everyone sounded like... Because at first I thought that they got 
um, Angela Lansbury like, to come back, to come back. and it wasn't yeah. until the I mean, end of the movie like 92 right like or something like that. she just did a live performance like yeah, singing the song it was like a, a, a some sort of anniversary of it and she went and she sang she retired from Broadway in 2006 like a year ago okay, if that like, no I just mean <laughs> I believe that I'm just, my point being is that she didn't retire until in her, into oh, her 90s yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right exactly that's what I'm saying like and they probably was like and that's probably why she's upset about it it was like she was like I could still sing that. Like, <laughs> I'm still, yeah. Bring me back. I could do it. Right, and then, and it, but it was it was really dope seeing how cool it looked. Yeah. Like live action. The visuals are what uh, I remember more from like the child. The songs, like I said, there's a couple that stood up uh, out in my head and as soon as they kicked it. Going into it, it was just be be our guest was the only one I could like think, like really remember. And then once they started. Doing the songs come back to me a bit, but the visuals, in particular, seeing the rose and the glass and the snow, that was all like, I mean, not only spot on, but really like it was, it, it was, was gorgeous. It was nice to look at. Like, oh, yeah. It was nice. To, I like I'm, where Disney's going with these live action. They are beautiful. I want to see what Disney could do with Tarzan. Tar- Lion King. I mean, we had that well, they, coming. Well, that's up. coming like, up too. I'm, I'm, I am afraid I'm gonna end up crying all <laughs> over again. And John Favreau is returning to so again, just what yeah. he did with Jungle Book. Apply that to right, Lion King. Right. Like, like, there's so much. Like, look, I was tearing up in Beauty and the Beast today. So, I like, saw you. I thought you were. It was getting shiny in there, like a little. You got, bit, got so. a little yeah, it's dusty it's in the room. I mean, somebody was cutting onions next to me. So I, look, I was singing the songs in the theater. I can't help it. I looked like over, you had your hand over back. your mouth. If you get, when, like, when Beast gets shot, you had your hand over your face. Well, it's like, it's a it's a pivotal scene in the movie. Because he might die. He might die. Even though <laughs> yeah. I know what happens, but he Yeah, yeah, don't expect, don't, don't expect to be, like, get any, like, twist endings or anything from this. This is exactly the animated movie. Just a really amazing live-action adaptation. Like, I, I want to see what they do with Aladdin. I will weep like a baby just over Robin Williams over that. Like, I'm, because, well, I sing a lot of the Disney songs and stuff like that. I do that for, like, karaoke and stuff like that. And so I knew a lot of the songs, and I was like, wow. Even the background singers sounded just like the background singers from the original movie. Like, they, it was uncanny. It wasn't, it wasn't Emma Watson... Singing, yeah, like it that was, was her okay. singing. Like, I did Emma not Watson know it was, was like, yeah. such good casting. Um, yeah, I was worried about that because I was like, Will she really play it off? And then I saw they put out that one press uh junket, like where she was walking in the beginning where she's singing, right? And they showed the beginning of like, um, one of the songs, Bonjour, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, Okay, I'm in it. And then, like, seeing it in theaters, I was like, wow, that's really amazing. And it didn't need to be, it doesn't need to be in 3D, except for maybe, like, two scenes. Be our guest. Be our our (laughs) guest sequence probably looks amazing in IMAX 3D. Not even necessarily the end fight battle, but yeah, I'll throw that in there. But the, the dance scene. That would have been. That cool. would look amazing. Yeah. The rose would look. I mean, the like seeing the how they showcase it going through the house and like one sweeping motion, kind of like or through that hall. Um, 
into the snow area, like, I, out, like inside to outside, those motions that would like, look, look cool really cool. I loved what they did when it was always so very disorienting every time that she walked into a new place. Like when uh, she just she would when spin she, around. Right, the circles, went, that's what I was at. Right, I found when she that like went into the bedroom the first time and opened the door and that was really disorienting So you think that was intentional? No, no, it totally Going was because she was disoriented. Was the same way, so you felt that same disorientation. Even Be Our Guest is in a very wide, so, I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's tighter circles. It's a whirlwind. So yeah, and it, you she feel was caught that, in a whirlwind, like, and it it portrayed to the from the screen to the audience like very very well. Right. As far as just jumping back to Emma Watson casting really quick, it was such a good choice. Not only because she pulled off Belle amazingly, um, she has experience interacting with CGI characters. All the work she's done on the Harry Potter films and big right. budget films, she made sense. To, uh, That's and a really no, good point. Exactly. Yeah, she already knew how to do that interaction. Years, literally a yeah, lifetime I, of CGI work. Think like, about that. Like, so the fact that they doing pulled, that. Yeah, they got someone that knew how to do that along with someone as, yeah, I mean, she really is a gorgeous, young, like, you know, young girl. So she worked as Belle perfectly, like, between her smarts, her, the, how well she interacted with the CG characters, everything about her, I found it very believable. Dan Stevens, was that him singing as the Beast? With like, I think it was. I don't see why it wouldn't be. If you because it, it definitely it added bass. At l- least. L- listen, they definitely listen, add well, some, they added bass to him to, to add effect, that Beast effect. The, yeah, but I mean, outside of that, Disney's really weird about that. They'll make their actors sing. Like they, they, they rarely will pick an actor that can't sing. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't think. Because I mean, they even did, I mean, even Moana, they, they, they trained, they trained, the Rock to, to sing. Like, like so, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even doubt it. Wouldn't even second guess it. Disney's and like, why even make you a piece of shit yet? Like, you're gonna yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. sweatshop and all. <laughs> 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 Underneath the Disney castle is just like saw. Like, <laughs> all the actors have to survive before they can, you know, appear in a movie. Did uh, you guys feel like it had too many musical numbers? I mean, you know what you're getting into when you go see Beauty. Right? No, I didn't. No, it's a musical. It's a one. It's a musical. Two, it is the same amount of songs. It's the exact songs from the movie. So like, and not comparing it to the uh, the original or the animated like uh, feature. Just thinking, I found it personally myself. the first third first yeah third of the movie very heavy it, it was a it, well, there was a long break it was song after song before we got some dialogue break um, right but you have to understand it is based off of and Disney for a long time was very big in the musical especially in that era of their of that like princess era like that second wave of princesses all of them have songs and, th- and that became like a also, I mean, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast was one of the first ones, too, where you also started getting radio singles off of Disney films. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like, Beauty and the Beast, that was on the radio, like, on Top 40 at that time, and that was probably one of the first Disney movies to really start that. that Aladdin took over. Right, did Aladdin that, did like it. Aladdin, oh, my goodness, because then they had different a versions. A whole new world was everywhere. Well, no, they did a whole, a whole thing where there was a point with starting with Aladdin where they had two versions of all the, all the music. Yep. There was, like, the actual theater version like the movie version and then they had the, and then they the, just the, bought Peebo Bryson and they got Peebo everything. Bryson and then they had like like a like a you know studio version mm-hmm. with different singers 
So then, like, because the whole new world... You both versions, Right. Too. And then later on, other... They did that with Lion King. Lion King had multiple albums. Oh. Like, you can, like... And they did it with, like... Well, not Disney, but DreamWorks followed off with that with Prince of Egypt. And they made the four track like that became but Elton John did it with Elton John with did it Lion with Lion King, King right. and then did it with Tarzan and then it was like they started getting like actual like you like, know well known performers <laughs> to step in who weren't the ones that did it in the actual film but I think that Beauty and the Beast was one of those movies to start that commercially successful music songs. I was like, you didn't really hear like hit singles coming out of Snow White or right, like something right. else. Because if you think about it Part of that is probably influence from over overseas because in Japan, they have for every TV show, every movie, even video games, that you can buy the soundtracks. And like a lot of video games over in Japan have full soundtracks with lyrics and all that stuff. Like there's whole albums like just dedicated to that one video game. So then like they started doing that here and it worked. And then they just said, we're gonna keep doing that. Like, I want the Disney dubstep album now. Like, I can't wait. I can't you can, wait. You, 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 you Google it. You'll find it. Remix. <laughs> You'll find it. So, yeah. I mean, overall, we seem to like the movie. We're going to skip up out of here because it is getting kind of late. So, let's get around to everyone promote their uh, business. Okay, well, be sure to check out a lot of my reviews and interviews at popculturemadness.com. I also have the Coffee and Conspiracy podcast, and we just launched Pop Culture Madness podcast as well. Awesome. What was your name? <laughs> well, we, we just teasing you. just teasing you. My name is Sean McAloon. You can check out uh, all our content at ageofthenerd.com, um, the YouTube page, PCM Interviews, and uh, PCM World News. And I'm Jay Rich's Spider Tribble, and you can catch everything at blacktribbles.com. You can find everything in social media. Just look up Black Tribbles. And also, you know, throw a little something for me. Go check out J1 Studios uh, for any other reviews that I either do or have other people do for me. <laughs> um, again, this is Stoner Tribble, this is Spastic Tribble, and myself, Spider Tribble, saying, yo, peace out, y'all, and be my guest. <laughs> uh, I hope I didn't spoil your evening. No, it's been interesting.